Today is January the 12th, the 22nd, I'm sorry, 4.17 p.m. And today I'm talking about the biblical scripture, do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. For as long as I've been learning the Bible, reading the Bible, I think I have to admit that I only partially understood what that scripture meant and how it really applied to my life. You know, so often when any of us feel wronged or we feel we have a right to do or say something irrespective to how it affects another, we just do it and we feel like that's right. For instance, if your child disobeyed or your spouse let you down or whatever the reason. Many of us have been taught directly and indirectly how to respond with a, a very terse, sharp tongue. And we feel justified because, hey, after all, the person who's getting that sharp tongue, they deserved it. I had a right to yell at them. I had a right to insult them. I had a right to call them a name. They're the one who has a problem. They're, you know, I don't have the problem. I responded accordingly. She yelled at me, so I yelled at her. <laughs> we feel justified. But I have finally come to the conclusion that eye for an eye doesn't go with do unto others as you'd have them to do unto you. Because if we all respond in the same ways, the same harmful, hurtful, mean-spirited ways, then we're all doing the same thing and perpetuating the crime against ourselves. So now, let's talk about it, talk about this from the political perspective. You know, when President Obama was elected, our now president, Donald Trump, absolutely could not accept that. And, sh and, and, and more importantly, he could not respect that. In fact, he was so uh, adverse to President Obama's election that he led a large group of Americans to continue to question President Obama's citizenship and to assert publicly that President Obama was not a U.S. citizen and, and to infer even that he was, an, you know, as a part of the Islamic terrorist folks because, after all, his name is Barack Hussein Obama. Now that Donald Trump is president, and there's so many people adverse to it. Donald Trump supporters says, hey, we must accept, you know, this president, even if you don't like him, even if you don't believe in him, even if you don't trust him, even if you believe that he's disrespected you and, and everyone else, you still should respect the fact that he's the president. Do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. 
While I'm sure Donald Trump probably always felt as though he could be the president, the fact of the matter is I'm sure he also doubted that he'd ever become such. And while he has a right to dislike President Obama or anyone else, I'm sure if he had any idea that he might become president and he would like to be taken seriously and he would like to be respected, he would have handled his opposition to President Obama's election very differently. At the end of the day, we can dislike and disagree, but we should never disrespect each other by calling each other foul names, becoming completely mean-spirited or showing uh, mean spirits or acting, I'm sorry, mean-spirited towards each other. I think it's... We have something to think about. I don't think we have something to think about. We do have something to think about. (laughs) My daughter's listening. She's laughing, but anyway. You know, I'm taping, and this is, everyone knows that I have been um, apprehensive about talking and taping because I'm such a perfectionist, and I hate my overuse of words or uh, as I'm sure I've overused certain words in, in this recording. But guess what? I am going to improve and get better and better as I do one recording each and every day. So I'm excited. So whoever wants to talk about me and say, oh my God, I can't believe Brown is rattling off on a recording this way. I know there's many others who are saying, go girl, go girl, you got it. Keep going, keep, keep giving us information, keep sharing, keep causing us to think and talk and um, inspire us to change. Inspire us to look at ourselves, look within. Because here's the thing, people. You see, when, when we constantly point the finger at one another, even when we feel justified, we really are pointing the finger back at ourselves. So the person you're calling stupid, you're calling yourself stupid. So until you can stop calling them stupid and recognize that, yeah, they may be doing some stupid things, but they themselves are not stupid. They may be operating in a stupid spirit, under stupid energy. But they, the person, is not stupid. They're still somebody. And I think that's what it means to do unto others as you have them to do unto you. Yes, I I would want someone to to tell me that I offended them so that I can become aware and attempt to correct my behavior if, if at all possible. But they don't have to yell it at me. And even if I don't agree with them immediately, they still should be able to tell me without fear that I'm going to attack them physically, verbally, or any other way. It's something for us all to think about. Do unto others as we would have them to do unto us. If somebody has an issue with you, they can have an issue. But it's the way in which they convey 
the fact that they have an issue with you. That's what's an issue. And when you say that you believe in God or love or the, the law of attraction or energy or, or just whatever that reflects, whatever you believe in that's supposed to reflect a higher power, then it requires you to constantly self-check and self-reflect. It's not to say that, again, you can't chastise your children or, or even for that matter, um, reprimand someone. But I think that's why the scripture says rebuke in love. Rebuke means to let it be known that you disagree, to let it be known that you're dissatisfied. But it's the way in which you do it. And that's not what we're teaching today. We're not teaching love and respect we're teaching, hey, I don't like the way you do things. And as such, I'm going to do this to you. You blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That's funny. It's time for, I don't agree with you. And here's, here's my detailed reason why. But in the meantime, I'm going to respect you. So long as what you do is not causing or putting me in imminent harm, as I know it. And even in that case, my response would certainly be as loving as possible until I absolutely had to do something that I think is still in loving, is still in love, but it may not be, oh, I'm losing my thought here, I'm gonna stop. No one but God. God fearing. It's all about respecting and reflecting the image in which we were created. God didn't make us to be afraid of him, but to fear the consequences of living outside his will. For instance, God promised a man a wife, and he wanted so desperately a woman of his own. However, the woman he wanted was married. Instead of respecting himself and God, he had to have this married woman. Ultimately, the woman left her husband for that man but soon left him for another. If the man had honored God and patiently awaited, the woman God promised he would have avoided the resulting pain. God created us to love and be loved, to forgive and be forgiven, to live and let go, not to hold on to our burdens, but to cast them on the Holy One that dwells within. Yet we still fall short on this trait, choosing to act on feelings and impulses as if they reign supreme. Honoring God when you are doubtful, fearful, uncertain, or worried is hard, in fact, impossible. To fear God is to trust in God's promises, to believe that all things are possible, no matter how things look or feel. To trust God, you must have an intimate and personal relationship. You must know the principles by which you are to live. Next, you must have the courage to live in accordance with the word of God. To fear God is to walk in love, joy, and peace amidst adversities. Fear God and not risk harming yourself by acting outside of God's perfect will. 
To fear God is to be willing to let go, to lose it all, and or never have. To fear God is to know that if you step out and exercise your faith on whatever you believe, you shall not fail. To fear God is to know that there is honor and purpose in everything, especially the uncomfortable tough things that may appear insurmountable. Respect God always by standing up for what you believe. Respect God by creating or embracing change. Respect God by honoring and loving others despite your feelings of disagreement. Respect God by letting go of idols such as food, people, and things. Things that we use to cope or justify thoughts and actions that are clearly in opposition of God's love. God doesn't want us to remain in abusive relationships. God doesn't want us to mistreat others because they have done so to us. Instead, if we love God more than the personal desires for our lives, the pain we experience as a result will be a truly small price to pay for the rewards God has promised. Be God-fearing. What is love? Well, it's a series of actions and words conferred upon a person, a place or thing. It's compassionate, enduring and patient, strong and tender. Its attachment is everlasting and unconditional. It doesn't dissipate. Nobody can eradicate. All those things that seek to destroy and separate us from the greatest commandment of all. Ladies, love should propel us to fly high when we are feeling low. Love should lift us when our man lies to keep his problems a secret and the findings make us want to run for cover. Yet we remain through the rain, coming out unstained with greater gains. Stop fighting when you know you are wrong. Stop forcing your way, no matter how strong. Let love win, because any other way is to sin. Not against me or him, but the God that dwells within. Love is not an illusion, but a series of words and acts. It's the only conclusion. Love, free and clean, never mean. And when it's abound, up is the only way to forget about down. <laughs> Love, flowing like a river stream, thicker and sweeter than ice cream. It's the only thing that can bring joy to a dog fight and calm to a stormy night. Yeah, love, like the heavens above, it's massive enough to withstand famines, fires, and floods. Love, on the back of a dove, it flies high and reaches low. It stops the crying, doubting, worrying. No need for the control. Let go. Be still. 
love is the only way to deal. Remember, it's unconditional and not one-dimensional. It exists when pain persists. Unlike the seasons, ladies, it never changes. Love.